The higher that your daughter goes in her sport, the more that she levels up every team that she gets on, the more that's going to be expected of her, not less, the more pressure that's going to be there, not less, the more expectation the coach is going to have of her, not less. And so if your daughter is not confident now, how is she supposed to, you know, be confident when she gets to that level, when the pressure is higher, when the expectations are greater? It's just not there. And that's not how it works. We need to have these skills first so that she can get to the next level. Hey there, we're Christina and Brianne. And one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness, allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams. As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor Podcast. Hey moms, welcome back to another episode of the Elite Competitor Podcast. We are on episode 99. We are almost hitting 100. And today we are talking about the three common mistakes that sports moms make that actually end up hurting their daughter's mental game. And I really wanted to break these down in this episode because... These are just really common things that actually most moms, including myself, have done. I've seen moms do these things and they don't realize potentially the the long-term impacts that these things are having on their daughter's mental game. And so if, as I'm going through these three things, you're like, oh my gosh, that's me raising my hand for every single one. Please know you're not alone. I have also done these things and I wanted to shed some light on them on, you know, why we do them right? We always come from the the place of really good intention, why they actually end up hurting your daughter's mental game long-term and what we can be doing instead. So let's get into it. Mistake number one, mistake number one, here we go, is thinking that your daughter will play more confidently if you just tell her to be confident or get out of her head. Now, how many of you have done this? Your daughter's about to play and you tell her, just go be confident or don't be nervous or relax or, hey, just get out of your head. I get it, right? We see our daughters potentially not looking confident or looking a little bit anxious, looking a little bit nervous or in her head, overthinking things. And so the natural thing to do is just tell her, hey, be confident, get out of your head. And so, yeah, I understand the motivation behind this and why we think this is going to work. But Unfortunately, telling isn't teaching. I really wish it was. I wish I could just tell even the athletes that I work with to be confident and then boom, they are confident. Like that sounds amazing. Let's keep doing that. But it doesn't work like that. And I, like I said, I I know why, why we do this, right? We have a hard time watching our daughters struggle out there and maybe it even triggers some memories for you when you were her age. Maybe, you know, seeing her struggle is sort of a mirror of what you experienced and you want nothing more than just to help her. And you're a mom, your, your job and your, your jam is to fix things, right? That's what we do best is we come in and we like to fix it and we like to make things okay. And so we are just trying to figure out what we can say to fix the situation. And so this comes out as just be confident or, you know, get out of your head, all of this. Now, why does this actually hurt your daughter's mental game? We know why we do it. We know why it actually doesn't work. It's because telling is not teaching. 
But why would this actually be detrimental to your daughter's confidence in her mental game? Here's why. If she knew how to be confident out there, if she knew how to get out of her head, if she knew how to relax, she would. And so your daughter is lacking these skills to be confident, to get out of her head, to relax, whatever it is that you're reminding her before a game that she's not doing. And so when you tell her these things and she actually doesn't have the skills to actually do them, this leaves her feeling less confident because not only does she not feel confident in that moment, now she's feeling like, wow, I'm even more scared to get out there because I'm supposed to be confident, but I have no idea how to do that. I'm not confident. I'm nervous. My mom's telling me that I need to be confident. I need to not be nervous, but I don't know how to do any of those things. And so that just layers on even more uncertainty, even more self-doubt before she goes out and plays. And so that actually hurts her mental game long-term, right? So that's why we want to avoid this mistake of just going in and telling your daughter to be confident when she doesn't actually have the skills to do that. And here's what we want to focus on instead. What we know is that confidence is developed in your daughter's mind first before it's visible on the court in the field or the field or wherever she competes, right? Confidence is developed in her mind first. And your daughter's mind can both limit her and allow her to achieve more than she ever thought possible, all depending on what she is telling herself, what she is believing about herself and what she is thinking, because we know that our thoughts become a reality. But if your daughter doesn't know these things and she is not aware of these beliefs about herself that are holding her back or how to shift them, then she's going to be stuck feeling not confident. Your daughter also will not reach her potential until she trains her mind. She will not. We know from brain science that our subconscious mind runs the show. And so athletes who have trained their subconscious mind, and and that's through visualization, very intentional thought work, they have the skills to train that part of their brain. They are the ones that are the more successful. They're the ones that can, you know, when you tell them to be confident, they know what that means. They know they have strategies to be able to recruit that part of their brain. Athletes who haven't done that are just going out using their conscious mind and they're thinking, well, I want to be confident. So I don't really, you know, I'm just going to, okay, just be confident. But their belief Inside of them, their subconscious belief about themselves is that they aren't confident. They don't believe in themselves. They're not good enough to be out there. And so if athletes have not, you know, become aware of what's lurking beneath the surface there, then they're never going to be able to reach their potential. So it has to start in the mind. And here's the thing. You can't strengthen her mental game for her, right? You can't actually do this work for her. She has to be the one that does this work. But what can you do? You can stay in your role. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that there are four roles in your daughter's athletic experience. There is the athlete, the coach, the ref, and the parent. And your job is already chosen for you. You are the parent. And as the parent, your job is to shape the environment for your daughter through your verbal and nonverbal actions and provide the opportunities for her to develop the physical and mental part of her game. That is your role. And your role is not to provide unsought coaching and advice for her and reminders. That is not your role. And when we step, when when moms step into other roles, you know, they step into the coach role and they start to coach and remind things. They step into the athlete role and start to tie their own wants for their child into, you know, their expectations and their pressures for her athlete. You know, if that starts to happen, that's when things start to go downhill. So stay in your role to shape the environment for her based on what you say 
to her okay, and provide the opportunities for her to develop her own physical and mental part of her game. So that is where we really need to hone in. And so that, you know, that's mistake number one. Okay. Mistake number one, moms just expecting your daughter to be confident. If you just tell her to be confident and we don't want to do that because we know it actually hurts her mental game long-term if she doesn't have the skills to actually be confident. And instead you need to stay in your role as the parent to shape the environment for your daughter and provide the opportunities for her not to provide that unsought coaching and the advice. Okay. Mistake number two, this one is a biggie. So mistake number two is not realizing how your own confidence impacts your daughter's. And you're like, wait, I thought this was about my, about my daughter. Why are we talking about me right now? And I get it, right? I get it. You're used to putting your daughter first. We are just focused on her. We're seeing what she's doing out there, you know, her struggles, her successes, all of that. You're, you're used to that. However, here is where our training, our mental training and how we work with athletes and moms really differs from, from a a lot of other mental training that's out there. And by the way, there's not much, but you know, this is kind of our secret sauce here is that you are actually one of, if not the most influential person in your daughter's confidence, you are the closest, the most influential person and model of confidence for your daughter. And so your own confidence actually influences your daughter's confidence. Your own self-belief influences your daughter's self-belief. Your own mental game impacts your daughter's mental game. And if you're like most moms in our community, you potentially don't feel 100% confident yourself. And of course, that probably comes out in various ways. However, we really need to hone in on this. Because this ultimately will actually end up hurting your daughter's mental game because we know that your confidence and her confidence go hand in hand. And so if you're telling her that she is capable, that she is smart, that she's beautiful, you know, all these things that you probably tell her all the time, you know, that you believe in her so much, but you are tearing yourself down through your thoughts about yourself, what you're saying out loud about yourself, that you can't do it, you know, things about your body. We talk about that a lot with moms, you know, what you're saying about your own capabilities and if you can or can't do something, you know, all of that, if that's what you're doing and that's what you're modeling for her, (laughs) it's the whole say as I do, as I say, not as I do thing. How can she be confident? How can she have a great mental game? How can she have self-belief when she sees the closest, most influential person in her life tearing herself down? You know, and so when we do this, and I'm in the same boat, right? When we say things out loud about ourselves that are overly critical, that are not helpful, do we want that, those things that we're saying out loud to become our daughter's inner voice? Because that's what happens. What you say out loud about yourself becomes your daughter's inner voice. And so when we're saying out loud things like, I can't do that, I'm too old, I just need to lose all this weight, I hate the way my arms look, you know, all of these, these things, do we want that to be what our daughters are thinking about herself? Do we? And Brene Brown says, we can only love our others as much as we love ourselves. And we know this to be true. So we never want to limit the amount of love, the amount of confidence, the amount of self-belief that our daughters can have because we are limiting that in ourselves. And so 
this act of just being really aware, being really aware of what thoughts you're thinking. You know, if you want your daughter to have really positive, productive thoughts about herself, what thoughts are you thinking about yourself? Because we know that our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts influence the energy. Our thoughts influence the environment that your daughter is showing up in every single day. So what thoughts are you thinking about yourself? How are you limiting yourself? And what are you saying out loud about yourself? And this is not meant to be a guilt trip or anything. Please don't take it as this because, you know, this is actually a source of freedom in a lot of ways because you know you can't control your daughter, right? In, in, in many ways. <laughs> you can't. That She's going to think and do what she's going to do. And so when we release control of trying to change her and realize that when we are more aware of ourselves and we, <laughs> you know, we can change ourselves knowing how it influences our daughters, that's, that's, that's freedom to me. You know, I can, I can control what I'm thinking about myself. I can be more aware of what I say out loud in front of my daughter. Absolutely. I can do that. And knowing that this is actually where it moves the needle, it feels really empowering. And so that's, you know, that's mistake number two is moms who, you know, think that their own confidence has nothing to do with their daughters. When in reality, that couldn't be further from the truth. So we want to make sure that we're very aware of how we're showing up for our daughters. And that's how we shape the environment. That's the shaping the environment part, our nonverbal communication to our daughters. Okay. So mistake number one was, you know, just telling your daughter to be confident and expecting her to just do that. Right. We wish that worked. Doesn't mistake. Number two is not realizing how your confidence and your thoughts about yourself and what you say out loud impacts your daughter's confidence and how she shows up. All right. Mistake. Number three is expecting your daughter's mental game will just improve with more experience or with help from her coach. Now, I totally understand why you believe this, right? Your daughter's coach is the coach. Like they should be facilitating quality practices, prep for competition to win. Like, isn't that your coach's, your daughter's coach's job to, to provide this for your daughter, to provide all of the physical opportunities, the mental training, the belief in herself. I'm telling you right now, that is not the case. And if you have a coach like that, then you have a gem. (laughs) because when I started coaching 12 years ago at this point, you better believe I did not receive any training in the mental side of the game, which is obviously one of the most important parts, right? I got a a roster, I got a clipboard and I was told to go coach. (laughs) And so I, you know, quickly got out there and I was like, okay, I can teach volleyball, but if these girls don't believe in themselves, if they can't perform under pressure, it doesn't matter what I teach them. They're not going to be able to go do it. (laughs) And so you know, your daughter's coach is likely in the same boat. Most coaches are not trained in the mental side of the sport. I had to go seek my own certification. I had to spend my own money, my own time to get trained in this side of the sport. And obviously I'm so passionate about it. We created a whole business around it. And now we are moving to, to hopefully educate more coaches in this area, but we're not there yet, right? We haven't reached millions of coaches yet. And so most likely your daughter's coach is not trained in this. And so please don't expect and don't depend on your daughter's coach to do this for her. It's just not there. And so if you're just like, you know, I'm going to blame the coach on, you know, they should be the one that's teaching her how to perform under pressure. They should be the one teaching her breath work. They should be the one teaching her how to visualize. Your coach has no idea. And so please stop expecting your your daughter's coach to do something that they are not trained in right? That's not, that's not where it goes. And then, you know, the whole, the whole issue of not issue, but the whole expectation that she'll just become confident, you know, with time or once she gets to that next level, then she'll feel more confident. When she makes that varsity team, when she gets with this, these teammates, when she gets with that coach, then she'll be confident. 
I'm telling you right now, the higher that your daughter goes in her sport, the more that she levels up every team that she gets on, the more that's going to be expected of her, not less, the more pressure that's going to be there, not less, the more expectation the coach is going to have of her, not less. And so if your daughter is not confident now, how is she supposed to, you know, be confident when she gets to that level, when the pressure is higher, when the expectations are greater? It's just not there. And that's not how it works. We need to have these skills first so that she can get to the next level. And so ultimately this hurts your daughter's mental game because you are relying on something that is not going to come through for your daughter. You're relying on a, on a coach and hoping that a coach will teach her these skills when, you know, at best that's, that's shaky. That's like, that's like rolling dice, right? You're hoping that she gets more confident with the next level but you don't know that for sure. And so we want to make sure that you are, you know, you're intentional with developing these skills in your daughter and not just, you know, just hoping that some other person, like a coach who's not trained in it will, will help your daughter in this area. And we know that mental skills have to be taught and practiced. They're not just picked up along the way. And to kind of give you like a side-by-side of, of what we see in average athletes versus confident elite athletes who have really worked on their mental game is that, Average athletes, they think the solution to poor play is like more reps, more practice time. They're like, oh, I'm not playing well, so I need to like get back in the gym and and practice more. We do know that confidence does come from competence, right? So when an athlete does improve her skills, she does become more confident. However, that's not always the solution. And you probably have athletes who are putting in a ton of time and a ton of effort, but they're not seeing the results. They're not seeing it translate to their game. Average athletes also expect their output in competition to equal their input in practice. So this is like, whatever I do in practice, I can do in a game, right? But how many of you have athletes who practice really well and then fall apart in a game? And the thing to blame for that is her mental game. Average athletes also rely on these external events to determine how they're going to play. So it's like the crowd, their warm up, their first touches in the, on the ball, like the opponent, all of these like things that are outside of their control actually end up controlling them and how they play. And average athletes play it safe. They they hesitate, you know, they're afraid of mistakes. So they just would rather play it safe than really go out and play to their potential. But we also know confident elite athletes who have worked on their mental game, they know that the solution to poor play involves mental aspects. So they start there. They are very aware that, yes, they need to practice. They need to put in the physical reps. But they also are aware of, you know, where was I in my hype number before my game? That's something we teach in the elite competitor program and their hype number. Where was my focus? what, what was I, what was I aware of? Was I in the zone? Was I not in the zone? What was my visualization practice beforehand? Right. All of these, these things, I mean, that was just, that scratches the surface, but they look at also the mental aspects of their performance rather than just the physical. They also realize that their output and competition is a reflection of their physical and mental training, not just their physical training. They know to get far, they have to work on their thoughts and their beliefs and their routines as a catalyst to the work that they're putting in physically. And they also feel free to take risks and play all out because they're not afraid of mistakes. They have actually tools to come back from mistakes. They know that mistakes are a part of their growth and a part of their success. And so that's where we see this difference between average athletes who are just like going through the motions, like, you know, hey, if we, if I pick up some sort of like 
tip on mental training from a coach who maybe brought in a guest speaker or showed me a YouTube video, great, okay? But confident elite athletes, on the other hand, who have followed a system and who have really worked on their own beliefs about themselves and are very aware of how to shift their limiting beliefs, how to shift their thoughts, how to turn negative thoughts into productive thoughts, we see a totally different output that's happening. We see a totally different result in their sport. So, all right, mom. So to kind of, to, to recap what we've gone over so far, these three mistakes. So mistake number one is just telling your daughter to be confident and expecting that it's going to happen. Mistake number two is not realizing how your own confidence impacts your daughter's confidence. And mistake number three is just expecting your daughter's mental game will improve with her coach or just more experience and just kind of, you know, hoping that those things come together for her. And I hope that this was helpful for you to kind of realize, hey, you know, maybe you're making some of these mistakes like I have, of course, like most moms have. And you realize now how this can be detrimental to your daughter's mental game and some ways that you can move in the direction of helping your daughter strengthen her mental game. And one of the the easiest ways that you can do that is check out our free training all around this. So we have a free training at trainhergame.com where I break down exactly how to strengthen your athlete daughter's mental game without, of course, being like super pushy or saying the wrong thing so that you get those eye rolls back. You know, you've all been there. So go ahead and check out that training if you want to dive deeper into this. That's at trainhergame.com. All right, moms, have a great rest of your day. Remember, your daughter's mental game is her biggest strength.